Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the G&T Podcast. You're here with Paolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Paolo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional? Professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. So, let's raise a glass... Or a bottle... And start spilling... The G&T. Clank! <laughs> How's it going? How's it going, Dr. Tom? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm, uh, o- I'm often criticised for not asking you how you are, so how are you? Well, <laughs> well I'm positively bedeviled with the meetings, <laughs> etc. Tom, I'm well. I'm well. You know, it's actually a really, really nice day, considering we're in a damn lockdown. Mm. Again, what, what lockdown is this? UK lockdown number... Three, third full lockdown. It's like, this is the last part of the trilogy, I hope. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Because the third instalment is always like, the, it's always a bit iffy, a bit controversial. You know, you're looking for resolution to the season. It's kind of like Harry Potter. Like I really feel like this is Prisoner of Azkaban, which is the third, uh, the third series in the Harry Potter book. I feel like I'm in jail. I feel like time. this is Alien Three, and we're on that prison planet. I need to raise a goblet of fire or <laughs> tequila. Okay, yes. I need this needs to hurry the hell up. Flaming up. sambuca. Yes, they, I, I used to do those all the time when I worked at a club in London. <laughs> I shan't say the name. Oh, it's an underground. Talking about clubs. They're looking, I think, well, it's an article, I don't know if it was fake or not, but they're looking at making, like, a lot of the uh, the gay bars places to do the vaccinations because of the fridges and of the, the large space but- and a lot of the secret rooms. <laughs> Dark rooms. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds that sounds like an interesting concept to me. The, the, there are two different vaccines. One of them has to be stored at super low temperatures. The other at just normal low temperatures. So, I don't know. Do gay bars have super low temperature fridges? Um, no. The one that, the they, one that's ro- the one that's rolling out is actually the the more practical one. Well, I, I think that'd be a great idea. I mean, they can make money during this time. I mean, all <laughs> businesses are suffering, so they yeah. can they, vaccinate, they can have drag queens giving the dance floor. <laughs> drag queens giving vaccines. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, queen. Hey, yes. <laughs> Drag queens for vaccines. Give me one shot, one <laughs> shot. Oh, COVID. Um, I'm here for the second one, please. Thank you. I'm actually going for my second later. Yeah, good mm. on you. Now, USA, I just want to say to everyone in the USA, please be safe. I mean, I'm hearing all of this stuff about the riots or whatever it was that happened there regarding the the bombarding of the Capitol. And-, and the most saddening and disappointing aspect and shocking aspect, really, is the, the vast difference in treatment that these let's face it, white supremacists are received compared to the peaceful Black Lives Matters protesters a few um, months ago who were tear-gassed for holding peaceful protests rather than actually committing acts of insurrection and storming mm, the Capitol building. They got in. It was it, mind-boggling. They some, got in. Some of the footage is mind-boggling. I'm like, what the hell? It's... Yeah, I mean, that needs to change. Uh, just just everyone there, be safe. Now, something's being brought to our attention. We got this yeah. really, really good review from Shiny. Hi. Hi. Um, how's it going? Shiny. Shiny. Gucci brought up a really, really good um, thought-provoking point. Yes. Now, we say queens of colour... People, people of colour, preachers yeah. of colour all the time to um, kind of group everyone who wasn't white. It's just the easiest yeah. way for us uh, to say instead of saying this, they're this ethnic or that one. And the review was saying, just say black. Yeah. Specifically, when we said Simone, Simone as inspired by women of colour, she said black. She did. She and did. If, yeah. Yeah. Add on to that. Well, yeah, like, w- just to echo what you said, we, we do use that sort of catch-all term, people of colour, which we, I guess, we've thought is the sensitive, woke thing to do. Yeah, but I thought I was so woke. I know, I'm, we were I'm, so woke. I'm so in and right now. You, you are a person of colour. I'm, I'm a white person, so I, you know, this is stuff that we need to hear, and this really, really good feedback from Shinia. So, um, 
what we've learned from this is, you know, I, we've done our own research after this. We've done, we've read some articles. We've spoken to some close friends. Shout out to Aaron. Shout out to Timmy. Really helped me understand that the term people of color, if you know somebody is black, whether they've self-identified or they are obviously black, is actually reductive and does not recognize their individual experiences mm. as a group, which obviously is not our aim. Um so, you know, there are a couple, I guess my reluctance as a white person to be calling people black is sometimes uncertainty over the accuracy of using that term for some people. For example, Latrice in season four, yes. after the whole Fifi thing. I'm just glad that the help <laughs> can stand up here with me. Le- <laughs> and Latrice's <laughs> response was, I'm not black, I'm Polynesian. Um, and Timmy told me uh, Tiger Woods um, does not identify as black. He's a mixed race man, but he doesn't identify very much with that side of of his person so okay. um so i guess that helps to highlight my reluctance to use it and sometimes my uncertainty of using the term black however what i need to do and what i've learned from this so thank you very much shinier and to my wonderful friends is that um i need to be more sensitive and more we 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 both need to ah. i keep on thinking it's just me because you are a person of color but you're Samoan. Yes. but um like i I, I feel like it's really important for white people to hear as well and to to think about. Dear white people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, it's about being sensitive and observant yeah. to how people identify using the correct terms. Yeah. I may in the future, out of uncertainty, still use the term people of color. I'm certain to. However, if I know somebody's black, Shay walks in. I'm black. Yeah. Simone, I identify with strong black women, not women of color. Yeah. Um, Tamisha, don't send home the black bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so, you <laughs> we know. get it. It's if it's spelled out for me, use that term. Yeah. Um, and that was it. Yeah. Thanks, Thank Shania. You. Like it's really good feedback. We're always open to things like this. We know better. We do better. Yeah. If you stay better, you ain't gotta get better. Now let's get into the episode. So last week we had the a uh, season one, a uh, season thirteen opening. Yes. We had the lip sync extravaganza. There was actually mixed reviews about it. Really, really it. was. It was very very polarized, and a lot of them were like, "Oh, they were they didn't like the lip syncs. It was they were over it. Like it was it was silly." And my viewpoint was so different. I was like, "We always get." Every season, mo- lately, we're getting a lot of seasons where they have to come in in a outfit. Yes. And then they have to show three more outfits or two more outfits on a mini it's challenge. Been quite popular, And yeah. then they do another maxi challenge outfit. So you see like four to five outfits on the first episode. It was five for season four 12. So there you go. Queen. So this is like the first time that they've done a lip sync. And I'm not mad at it. And also, a lot of the times we don't get to see a lot of the queens perform. I would love to know, A, what they look like, and B, what the entertainment value is from the get-go. Yes. Because I think that's one of your favorite parts of the show, really. Definitely. That, that kind of, the lip sync performance that really highlights the performance chops. Because sometimes I watch a queen perform or watch queens dance or sing and I'm like, oh, wow, that's a, I love the way that they decided to do that. How inspiring. Or I look at it and I'm like, why did they do that? Mm-hmm. Why did mm-hmm. they sing down the octave? Why did <laughs> they choose that key? This is your key. <laughs> why, 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 why? Why? So, yeah, I, I was really... I really did like the episode, but it was very, really polarized in the sense that people were like, didn't like it. I think the majority of people are saying they didn't like it. I think a lot of people found it cruel. Cruel to like make half the cast think they're going home. 
Um, and also, what we're, we know is coming up because it was hinted, well, it was outright spelt out. One of these girls is going to get uh, voted off based on first impressions by the rest of the girls in the pork chop loading dock, which I got to say is pretty cruel. None of these girls have seen her perform. They've had about five minutes to get to know each other. Um, it's just going to be based on first impressions. And while that makes very, very good TV, I do feel for whoever's going home first. Yeah. Because okay. she, she's she's not even been there for like the full two days of filming. Well, we don't even know really what's going to happen. but This is what we're led to believe. Yes. yes. So we just check up and see what's happening for episode two. Yes, please. Let's have a look. So we're kick-starting this episode with RuPaul saying that the girls mm. in the pork chop, chop, Pork shop. shop. The pork chop shop. Chop shop. The pork shop. (laughs) And the dock. And the loading dock. (laughs) The the girls in the loading dock have to vote out another queen. It's it's all star style. Basically, they have to choose a lipstick and they have to choose choose one of the queens to go home. But in the most brutal way possible. It's like, hi, bye. Well, it's not just hi, bye. It's how do you, how would you choose? Literally first impressions. It's going to be so based on personalities or like you know what? look it's, alone. It's literally the queens are doing what we're doing when we look at the meet the queens. Yeah. Like the meet the queens as they get their little teeny bit of moment to sell us who they are and tell us why we should start rooting for them from the beginning. These girls just had the meet the queens experience. They meet the queens. <laughs> now, they need to, now they need to send someone home. Meet the queens and sayonara the queens. I guess like the difference is there though, meet the queens, they go in they're prepared to like put on their best show and do their alligator pitch but then for this they're actually a bit bewildered and they don't know what's going on they're not like on are they question question mm-hmm. tell me how you feel now question <laughs> who would you whose lipstick would you have chosen um probably elliot's yes just like based on i think anybody's listened to last week's podcast even without seeing the performance i would have we are literally basing it on look and personality. And if I boil it down to that, and even thinking of her Meet the Queens, th- there was something that I liked about Elliot a little bit less than the other girls. Yep. Um, if I had seen the episode, I would have said Elliot. If it was based on the first impressions of the looks, I would have said Denali. Like, I just, mm. I don't like Denali's makeup. I don't like her. I don't like what she's wearing. I think it's very, very just like, mm. it's a cool, I'm Schneer, you know, I wear a costume. <laughs> I really thought it was there. So I would yeah. have seen Denali and that's what I would have done. And it would have been based on first impressions. To be honest, I can get what you mean. Denali as well. Like it's the girls who have like a self-confidence that feels a little forced that yeah. I find a little off-putting. Denali and Elliot fall into that camp. I might have said Joey J at one point, but she's actually quite self-effacing, which I find quite likable. Hmm. Anyway. That's just you, Tom. There's no universe. You know which- why you find it likable? It's because you see money. You know, if people are 100% together as a psychiatrist, she's like, oh, dollar bills, I can fix you. How much is that going to be an hour? I work at the NHS. I don't charge anything by the hour. Don't, don't there, try it. There don't are some queens it, here that I'm not sending her. The in. NHS. Yes. Clap. <laughs> oh, God. That's that again. Get your dollar bills. Oh, yeah. Yeah, come on. Make it rain, guys. Um, there's some queens here that I'm not sending home in like any universe, and that's Tamisha. Rose, because she intrigues me so much. Um, 
Tamisha, I just adore. Oh my god, you know what? Can I can I can I go back? The other person I might have chosen is Rose, and I'll tell you why. It's just my personality. Yeah. If I saw someone like Rose in there, and I, th- I think Rose is coming off as though you know she's a been there, done that kind of girl. I'm a big deal. Uh-huh. That would put me off someone already. You want to and, get her reaction? Yeah, and I would. That energy would make me want to choose them. There's something about Rose that makes me feel like she can back up her claims, though, and I feel like there are a lot of challenges in this season. That I think she. Potentially could do well at. Um, Utica intrigues me, but somebody needs to help her with her wig line. Why Why are these shady whores not telling her that her wig is halfway back along her scalp? <laughs> it's very much like, did you see the, um, uh, who's that talk show host that fainted? Oh, Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams versus <laughs> Omarosa. How yeah. If, if you not... If you haven't seen that interview, please go watch the Omarosa and Wendy Williams interview where Omarosa just eviscerates Wendy. She obliterates Wendy. This is a girl that knows how to be a bitch. Yeah. She wrote the book. Literally, she's got a book on how to be the the, the diva bitch. And um, she tries to come. Wendy Williams tries to come to her about her her face and saying that she she needs wrestling. Mm. And then she fires back with a, well, I would recommend a wig that doesn't sit halfway down (laughs) your head. (laughs) And it's just like, ooh. Omarosa's real. And Wendy Williams is layers and layers of artifice. Yep. Um, obviously the other person who's here is Kimora I just find something really likeable about Kimora I would not be sending her home hmm. not just because she liked my post on Instagram this week Tom Tom being the superstar how many millions of <laughs> followers do you have it's, it's not quantity it's 50? quality yes, so my post about Kimora and the Mackie dress was actually liked by Kimora and Mitzi Gaynor who originally wore that dress well, where is your blue tick <laughs> Where is her blue, blue tick? You're getting a scene when they read a comment and they're not replying. Now, let's go back. So the Queens end up choosing, it was a tie the first time. The tie was between Utica and Elliot. Now, mm-hmm. Elliot, yes, I agree. Utica, I'm like, ooh. The other girls are seeing her as the quirky girl who doesn't fit in with the rest of them. I think I think she 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 stands out. So the you know, the nail that stands up will be knocked down, as they say. And then they do another revote, and the person going home is Elliot. Now, we don't know what's happening. It looks like she's being sent home. Um, we wouldn't be surprised if there's another twist, but I actually really felt for Elliot in this moment because somebody had to go, but her heart was clearly breaking. We saw some real genuine emotion here. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Can you imagine? It would be horrible. Imagine being spending all that money and then quarantining myself in a hotel by myself and then going to a place where you've been dreaming about you know mm. this is this is it you've made it baby you've made it you've made it and then you you literally walk through the doors and straight to the back into the loading van and you're out i'm sorry so bye, bye actually not even a van just a forklift truck yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just just walk get yeah. an uber your own uber with not a phone that we took away from you not even uber just an uber eats bike guy gives you a backy it's Oh, no, no. Let's let's see what happens from now on. I'm hoping that she does stay, but this will be very brutal if this mm. is the end of Elliot. All right, this just in. So what's actually happening with Elliot with two T's, seven lives, <laughs> is that she's now, after being booted off from the lip sync and then booted off from the Queens and Loading Dock, she's now being given another chance. She's with the winning circle. They'll put her she in the is. same room with them. So she's now teamed up with the Confidence Corner. 
Confidence <laughs> corner. Is that the right accent? Confidence you corner. You get in there. You get in there. Viv, that's my, that's we know my... you're listening, Viv. Please ring in. Let us know. That's a really good scouse accent. Back it up. I'm pretty sure I'm getting better Confidence at it. Confidence corner. Sorry, I said that. Thank you. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so she's joining the ranks. The winning. Um, the winning. Circle confidence as they're calling themselves, they're very confident. They feel invulnerable. They're like top six. We're here, kind yep. of thing, aren't they? They really do. They there, really do. Think there's they're a real sense of entitlement with this um, the team, isn't it? They've they, yeah. obviously won the first lip sync. They feel like they should be treated differently because they're winners. Absolutely, don't you? And Jay, who's and already emerging as kind of like big personalities and talking heads, as Tina and Candy. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of these girls this episode. But- let's, let's be real. We had to put on subtitles. For Candy Muse, Candy w- talks with a degree of pressure. It's, she talks very, very quickly. She's got that kind of sm- that. Well, how do you explain that kind of tone? That voice is kind of like smoky, but it's kind of like like I'm not fully pronouncing on my words. She's and she's a kind bit of gravelly. She's got a strong accent. I um, like, I find it so endearing. Very I just endearing. find it really really hard to follow. Yeah. Now before we actually get into the mini challenge. There was a moment where I think Elliot was kind of coming for Candy. And I find it really, really funny because Elliot, for someone who got booted off twice, possibly a third time, you never know, booted off twice <laughs> to come in there. And then she kind of, I don't th- think she came for Candy Moose, but she was like, you know, girls like you, Candy, who wear their their moms their um mm. what do you call them the the drag moms they're so talking moms. about like when, Vanjie going early yeah, Dahlia when going you wear your early. Da- when you wear your i would say dance moms when you wear uh, your Shangela? her drag mom oh no we didn't know about their drag moms thing. on their sleeve they're usually ones that go home quite early yeah and so she was like are you scared ma are you scared <laughs> and candy muse for once is kind of she went on mute didn't she well this is the thing like i think uh, Candy looked like she was about to retaliate, but then she actually spoke a bit more to her peers, kind of under her breath, than she did directly to Elliot. That I was just gonna yeah. say, she. There are some girls who are always like, "Oh man, I was about to go off on that girl," mm. but really they got nothing to say. In the moment, on the moment of being confronted, they're actually being like caught off guard, and they don't know what to say. Their minds not thinking; they're yeah. just in complete like mind block again but then they're, they're really quick to say oh you're lucky i didn't go off I'm like girl go off sis very, but you couldn't very david brent again you know david brent lives on from the office yes <laughs> yes tom um and i think elliot also feels a little bit invulnerable now i think she feels a little bit anointed as girls often do when they come back like this and i think she's running her mouth a little bit but there we go it's good tv we love a bit of conflict now so on to a runway challenge. The runway challenge. The yeah. girls, are, you know, it's what we usually expect from the mm-hmm. episode one, which everyone was complaining about. Well, calm your ass down. It's here. <laughs> you got you got your normal episode one on episode two, okay? Yes. Obviously, it's RuPaul's Drag Race. They're switching it up. So the category is, there's two runways they have to do. The first category is daytime 2021. Yes. So in walks Got Mick. Now, Gottmik is in Gottman his- walks in with a fitted latex number, living that kindergarten color realness. <laughs> Very the- lovely. What do you think, Doctor? Well, she's... The colors... I like the contrast between the crayon box colors and the fetishy element of the latex. A lot of the queens um, go... They go to, like, drag queen latex 
person is Jane Doe Latex. I don't know if they made this, but um, Latex was really big last year on Balmain runways in particular. We saw Kim Kardashian parading around and a lot of it, but it's kind of like Rainbow Bright meets Balmain. And it's I love very... the structured Mugler shoulders Exactly. Well. I really, really love the happy, pure, innocent colors. There's mm-hmm. primary colors and there's primary pictures on Latex. It's very clever to contrast the dark with the light like that. And I'm loving seeing that she can mix it up with her makeup because we've seen her twice yeah. with the white. Now she's she's just serving you a, a different way. Beauty, Different frankly. way of makeup. Of course, she's a makeup artist. She's killing it. She's slaying it. Next up, we have Candy Muse. Candy Muse walking in like one of the Winifred sisters. Yeah. This is Miss Piggy Couture. <laughs> I love it. Do you know what she gives me is um, in Bram Stoker's Dracula, Gary Oldman as the withered older Dracula, but made femme. He had this kind of like Beethoven hair and these red robes. That's what it's giving me. I, I, I just think that this is a different look for her. We've seen her in denim. Now we're seeing her in I think sass. it's quite conceptual because she, she talks about her street style, but that feels a little bit more like elevated. But there we go. I like Next it. up, we have Lala Ree, her chocolate realness, that delicious skin. She's beautiful. Those goldy braid locks, autumn color. She looks like art, 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 art. Did, Did somebody, somebody mention, mention Lala Ree? She's giving me kind of like Angela Bassett wearing Versace, goes mm. to brunch. That, that's who Girl, she, she is today. She's from the hood. It ain't yeah. brunch. She goes she's to a, she her goes... beautiful braids and that lovely floral print. She's on the way to a barbecue. She had a little Heidi and Closet moment tripping over her train. They're giving her the kind of like slightly goofy endearing character like they did Heidi. That's how the show is treating her, I think. I they like made a it. bit of a big deal about her tripping on her train. Next up, we see Olivia Lux serving a very 70s hippie. What is with that? I, I see Small more, bag girl. I see more 60s in in this really because it's a little shift dress um and the high hair she's giving me kind of like jean shrimpton but as like a fussy dancer you know like a 60s fussy yep girl yep. dancer you can't see this but tom's attempting what mm. i'm assuming is fussy yeah 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 i'm doing the arms it just looks like cheerleading yeah it does yeah. but that's what we're here to cheerlead these girls on living at lavender fantasy what do you yeah. reckon about this look very lovely she looks yes. like she smells great you know Next, we have Simone with their huge ass hair.com. Oh, Very drag. You know what? I thought there was going to be a hair reveal, but then I just I just found out she's just doing hair that's drag. It's Amy Winehouse hair, that really, isn't it? It's ginormous. She's giving me kind of like Azealia Banks wearing 90s Chanel. Um, but it's also a bit, you know, like Joseph and his Technicolor dream coat. Yes. Is that made into a suit, isn't it? She found the dream coat and then she added a cape. Her skin is gorgeous. <laughs> now, those clothes look psychedelic. She is giving you everything. You know what's mm. wearing this the best is her confidence. Oh, yeah. The way that she walks down there. Like, nothing is wearing her. You mm-hmm. know, first and foremost, it's Simone. It's and Simone. then it's Simone wearing that. Simone is here. Who are you wearing? First of all, my name is Simone. <laughs> I am wearing this. That's it. That's how she's going to walk down the e-carpet. Yeah. You best believe it. Now let's talk about Miss... And the Miss... as well. Love, love it. it. Talk about Miss Tina Burner, the lady in red with that too, 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 too much. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, you know, the silhouette, it's a bit Dior. It's a bit Vivian Westwood. We've no. got this lovely fitted top with the piles of 
tool. Now, have you noticed, and I've said this before, Tina, every single thing she wears is a flame motif. This is her color palette. Red, orange, yellow, she does not deviate. And I don't think we're going to see it for the entire season. I'm always intrigued by the idea of somebody working within a boundary like that, because I think it does actually make people more creative in a way. Absolutely. Um, so I'm quite excited to see what she brings for the rest of the now, season. I'm pursing my lips because that bow... That bow. You don't... It should be bigger. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Can, can if it, you're doing drag, it, it needs to be bigger. Can it get any bigger? Well, that's the thing. She's... You <laughs> I was know, doing my Chandler there. <laughs> I, I got that. Could don't it worry. be any bigger? <laughs> <laughs> it's huge. Could I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> um, I mean, she's a drag queen, and she's the first to admit she's a tall, broad girl. Um, her accessories need to be huge. Yep. I think she looks great, but I, w- I would have made that bow twice the size. All right. To make her look dainty, you know? Well, tell me what you think about Elliot with two T's. This Our Lady very, in Red. Very le- latter-day Betty Davis when she was like doing the interview circuit in the 80s. Yes. With her beret and her stole and that her midi-length gown. Raspberry, like, raspberry beret. <laughs> I'd say it's more cherry. Um, but like she's dressing older, isn't she? Um, no, I think that's that's very sophisticated, like a Parisian lady on the way, like walking the Champs-Élysées, getting herself a croissant. <laughs> croissant. A croissant. Maybe a café au lait. Yeah, and then she is cutting the taxi with the, <laughs> the, the, the filter. An auto-taxi. Um, uh, to me, because she reminds me of that kind of like Betty Davis towards the end of her life, I see her dressing older. Ah, well, guess what? It's nighttime now. Nighttime is the right time. That is the category for their next look. And of course, we've got Got Mick starting off this fashion show, slinking down the runway. And that's Goth Eleganza slithering at nighttime look. She's giving me, do you remember Angelina Jolie in that Versace dress where she was showing her leg? Yes. Very that. But also, this reminds me so much of Vanda von Art, you know, from Dracula. Okay. She's the absolute picture of Vanda. And with that Betty page bang and everything this is stunning gothic um realness it's, it's a that slide snake slit she's a- showing off that skin <laughs> i love the free the nipple campaign not just free the nipple stone them there's a great message pearls. there though because she was talking about how after her top surgery she loves to show off her chest and so she's showing her confidence here yes fantastic surgery can make you a top that's what i heard from there (laughs) next up we have candy muth the devil wears red she's like a cicada that was dipped in blood (laughs) don't you think she's given me i don't know if you've seen this but the video for venus by bananarama the girls wear these latex leather these latex devil costumes so it's very that but like a little bit mugler as well yeah mugler i was gonna say that i was gonna say that lobstery element she looks a bit like a lady lobster don't you think lobster yeah yes like, like she's a, a lobster she's her <laughs> lobster now it's a party in the front and a glory hole in the back what is that hole there it looks accidental she could ditch the stole because she's not doing anything with it she's just carrying it la la re coming in here serving Nicki minaj on tour realness that motor stoke that bowduck not mm. yellow bowduck red and pleather she is Nicki Minaj, isn't she? And like, I, she stepped out in this and like, that, that's pleather, not leather. And then she said it. But like, I like the chain mail as well. So she's a little bit, um, you know, there are all these hard, tough elements. This is a nice contrast to what she did before, which was soft and elegant in mm-hmm. daytime. Mm-hmm. So she is, yeah, she's Nicki she's- Minaj. She's uh, 
working it. She's serving you versatility. She's a verse queen. Now, Olivia, Olivia Lux, the mysterious mistress of the night. She looks like a vampress on the way to the mm. opera. Here yes. to watch Black Swan. And then she's going to eat it. <laughs> I think this is a really nice dress that is beautifully fitted. I love that kind of like deep sweetheart neckline the asymmetry the sequins um she looks very very beautiful yes have you seen honey i shrunk the kids but it's just honey it's, uh, no sorry it's just the purse <laughs> just shrunk that the seems purse. to be a theme for her the tiny yeah. purse what she say it's like a fun campy drag thing that's what it's she's like doing, you know what she? you can put on a keychain now tell me about simone this has given me kind of um early noughties mcqueen with that kind of low weight that dropped waist the ace Symmetry. It's a little bit toga. There's a bralette underneath. There's a lot going on, but Simone pulls it off perfectly. She gives me like Tracy Chapman with the braids as well. Okay. Mm. She's serving me like Laquanda on the way to the club. Mm. Yeah. Very comfortable. And that kind of like that drape over her reminds me of like a little mermaid Ariel when she emerged from the sea after selling and her voice to the, the sea witch. The, the ropes. It's, it's really yeah. giving me that, but a much more elevated. It's a very like early noughties thing. Like that that kind of silhouette, I think. <laughs> which I think is getting referenced more and more because it's 20 years ago now. Tina Burner, she is a neon dominatrix. She's sitting, she's giving you like block party destroyer. This is the second time we've seen Scorpion Alien hair yeah. uh, in a couple of episodes. She's given me kind of like, uh, again, it's her own flame motif. Again, red, yellow, orange, but it's like a John Willie. Red, yellow, green. Yeah. There you go, green. It's just like from a John Willie photo shoot. Um, uh, you know, with all the, the latex, the fetishy elements, the harness is a little bit Vivian Westwood. Um, and there's kinky boots from kinky Lola. Boots. And we're finishing it off with Elliot with two T's. It's like the Emerald City had a power outage <laughs> and her name is Elliot. Yes. There it is. I love get, it. I really I, love this look. The do detail. You know what? She, Elliot has surprised me on this runway considering how she was criticized for having such a basic entrance look. But it's kind of like, again, this has given me Bram Stoker's Dracula. They had a really amazing costume designer on that called Eiko Ishioka. Um, so it's given me kind of like elements of Dracula, but also uh, Mina as well, like combined. There's something um, about that necklace that I love. Is like that necklace has its own story, its own domain. Yeah. Don't you? You know how you always see those gothic images, and those ladies always have that necklace. And that necklace it's has almost, a story. It's almost like Mina, like it's cursed. Mina got that necklace from a, an antique store. It could be and a that's how, that's how Dracula knew that she was reincarnated. Yeah, and it's very Victoriana, isn't it? The, the poof shoulders, the floor-length skirt, the giant feathery hat. Very opulent, very lovely, actually. One of my mm. favourites. Elliot she, impressed me. She smells like fetish. She smells like lavender. That runway was everything. That one, one way... One that way. one way that one way um, that one way was everything now we're going to get into the maxi challenge the maxi challenge is basically the same as last season it is kind season of, one episode it? which is they have to come up with a rap for one of RuPaul's song now the song is called Contragulation so yeah. they have to write their own rap yes. and come up with their own choreography mm-hmm. now let's get into the actual performance okay this is my favourite part alright Gottmik opens up the show yep with a verse I don't think she used that time well. I mm-hmm. think she only had like four lines. I felt like her, her whole was shorter verse. than everybody else's. No, I think she, she said, Got Mick. 
Was born, born a girl, baby. baby. So, pause, pause. Something and something and something. Pause, pause. She um, drag. she dragged it out. She hit the same she time. She dragged it out. She, she dragged it out. <laughs> she dragged it out. <laughs> and she literally dragged out the time. She didn't use that time wisely. I would have loved to hear a bit, a bit more, but I didn't get much from her in that rep. Especially considering she has such an interesting and important message yes. about trans men doing drag. Um, yeah, I completely agree with you. Unfortunately. For such an impressive presence on the runway, she kind of faded into the background for this challenge for me. Yeah, I'll say Which it. saddens me to say. Throughout the performance, I forgot she was on stage. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say that. But next up, we have Candy Muse. I loved her rap. Candy impressed she, me. Girl, she, I love, like, first of all, yes, we needed to look at subtitles for her rap. Yeah, we <laughs> did. But, like, I, I, I still heard it. I saw the attitude. I saw the confidence. She slayed her verse. That sass, that confidence. But I do want to say... For all of the amazement that she was in the verse, as soon as the chorus came, she quickly faded. She started to look around. She obviously she didn't know the choreography. She started to look around. And at times she forgot it. The worst place to forget or look around is in center. And unfortunately, yeah. she was center stage at this moment. So everyone was already looking at her because she just finished and slayed her verse. Yes. Amazing. And then the chorus came and then we just saw her become this other person. Night and day, Jekyll and Hyde. Like yeah. She went straight back to being plain. That's going to be our theme with Candy, I think. When she's on, she's on. But underlying it, I do think there's a person who does struggle with her confidence. Mm. And so that that will make itself known at times but in this what verse, makes you what makes you say that just what we've seen of her in the workroom really that there's so much bluster and there's so much like strong persona but like when she's given the opportunity to actually air a grievance or to to really really shine she really does shy away from that at times whether she's on the stage in front of rupaul or you know yep. bringing stuff up with elliot um having said that in this rap she was one of my favorites and i yeah. was like right candy muse is here yep go candy amazing yeah next up we had lala ree lala ree was okay i liked lala for me she's was... so likable you like, make me I love wanna her... lala on the kitchen <laughs> on the floor you know that song oh my yeah. god i'm i'm so white right now <laughs> <laughs> um she um i thought she gave such good face that's what i liked about her she's so expressive in the face uh, and she just conveys a, a sense of like fun and joy. And okay, she wasn't the best mover. Okay, she probably wasn't the best rap, but I still enjoyed her a lot. It was. No, she's actually a really good mover. I just don't think that she was big enough. For me, she wasn't mm. big enough in the verse. Like mm -hmm. her moves, especially being centered, and especially since it's your time, I think she, she stuck kind of in the same spot. Mm -hmm. And... Because her moves weren't grandiose, yes. she kind of just blended in with the other girls at the back. Yes. And and that's kind of what I didn't like. This is your moment. Do whatever you need. Like be put your arms out as wide as you can. Mm. And then when she said that I'm the Nick Supreme, like I thought that was a, a the time. It would have been to better be, if she was dressed as a witch. So some, don't don't <laughs> add on to my feedback. Like you know what I'm gonna say. Don't try to finish my sandwiches. Okay, back it up. <laughs> That's what I thought about Lala Ree. Yeah, but you liked her. That's great. I I, I just find her so likable that I enjoy. Oh, the I verse. love her. I yeah. love Lala Ree. Definitely, she definitely has that. Now Olivia, Olivia Lux is she. Definitely is someone to me who has a stage presence. She's a little firecracker. She just has, like, you know that she's mm. on stage. And even when she wasn't on her solo, 
I found my eyes looking at her. Yeah. It's it's the way that she performed. It's the way that she um, was enjoying herself. It was yes. her, her smile. She's her, at home on her stage. Her energy. She's at home on stage. What? <laughs> She's at home oh, on stage. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> but that's, that's what I found about Olivia, Olivia Lux. The only like, one who really sang as well. Everybody else rapped. Apart from Got Mick, who made an attempt at singing. But she actually tried to show off her pipe. Yeah. And you know what? She was really good at finding the light. She yeah. was very good, um, very good at finding that center stage light. So Olivia Lux, I mean, I loved it. And I mean, she had huge, huge hair. So what's not to love? How, how could you not find her? Exactly. She was like, I want to make sure they know where I am. My hair's going to touch the ceiling. <laughs> she was great. Simone giving off her amazing characterization. She's got, she's got that kind of like... Uh, that, she's that, easy and charismatic, isn't yeah, she? Yeah. It's the same energy she brought to her lip sync, really. She's just the stage loves her and she loves the stage. She was like Carrie Bradshaw mincing up and down there, a little fashion doll. I would have thought she had like a, a martini in her hand. Oh, but she should have that done. character. We all should have one. Tina Burner's rap was like she really came to rap. Like that was she she thought she was the lip syncing last week as Missy Elliott. Like she thought this was a Mulan Rouge. She yeah. came in. And I do want to say this. Her flow was weird. Exactly. Okay. So I'm so glad we agree on this because the flow I did her... not enjoy listening to Tina's yeah. rap, unfortunately. It was very like... It was jagged. It was very like a white person trying to rap, unfortunately. And do you know what? I finally realized what her look is based on. Tell me. Tell us. The Pokemon Magma. Drag Magma from Pokemon is her color scheme and her theme visually. But anyway, back to the rap. Um, I just found Tina Bruna's flow to be a bit like jagged. She was trying too hard. Yeah. She was trying to replicate the Lil' Kim energy, exactly as you say from last week. But she's not Lil' Kim, unfortunately. And I was a little bit disappointed by Tina in this. I, I enjoyed that she worked so hard at it. And I appreciate that. But the payoff wasn't there. Yeah. I think what she was rapping about was, was cool. I just don't think the rap... Like the, I just didn't enjoy was, listening yeah. to it, unfortunately. No, can I just say that another one of my faves was actually Elliot with two T's. Now, I'll tell you why. I liked her rap, how she came in. I don't remember what she was rapping about, but like I remember it, it sounding good. I remember her flow being good. Mm-hmm. I remember her movements being amazing. Like She she knows choreography. She knows her body. She yes. knows her first and fifth and split and mm-hmm. kick. Like It's not like a, you know, some girls in Drag Race do a split and it's like their back legs bent and it's not mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. or, they, or they sickle yeah she was in the split she was doing the high kick she did that amazing now the only thing and even even in the background while she was doing the choreography with the group her movements were just stellar were on point the only thing i can fault her on is that she looks so serious in but the that's face. her botox She's she, over Botox. She looks so serious. She in the can't face. express if, herself facially. If she, if she had more, if she gave more face, face, face. Yeah. she would be amazing. But she just looks like she's concentrating. She's not even concentrating. The, the movements come so easy to her. She just looks like she's really, really like. Uh, 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 so you know uh, what? Five, what? six, seven, and eight. <laughs> and she's not. I don't really feel that she's enjoying it as much. Definitely, because you know what I love about Simone and Lalari and how expressive their faces are. She cannot deliver because her face is paralyzed. <sighs> and like she's made that aesthetic choice. Good for her. But it does hold her back in the performances, I think. Yeah, but I have to agree with you. Like, I'm no dancer. But um, 
what she did was it looked just so on point to me i do think it's interesting though how she felt the need to hold back as a choreographer during the rehearsal but i think it's because the whole group intimidated her into that position she'd got such a negative vibe from all of them she did not want to speak up until she <laughs> she couldn't stand it any longer she's like okay we, we need to do this and i think think she probably contributed a lot to the enhancement of the performance but you're always stuck in that moment and that moment no one wants to take the lead because we already know no one's going to listen we already know that people would rather just give their opinion and hope that their opinion is going to be the one that takes up instead of taking the actual reins which Mm -hmm. is actually a bit more difficult especially in a room full of drag queens i'm assuming i hate not being listened to and I'm assuming that they would hate the same thing. They're, especially when someone critiques what you're giving them. They're like, oh, that's not good. Why, then you come up and you do it yourself. But they never can. They, they, yes. they just say, I don't like it. Or I don't. Or I like it. So they're like, hey. So that, that's it. So, I mean, I would I would rather not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to take the reins of only if I had to. Yeah. It, but it's I'd, usually lining yourself up for being in the firing line. Yeah. Um, that's it. So just before we go on to the runway, who are your two faves? Who are your two bottoms? Okay. My faves my faves in the rap was Candy Muse and yeah. Elliot. Do you know what I'm gonna agree with you quite fully there? Have, have a real soft spot. You know, Simone was fantastic as well. She really caught my eye. Um but I fully agree with you. And, and Olivia as well. Olivia really caught the eye. Yeah, Olivia, Olivia just really gave good stage presence. Olivia and Simone give like really solid high safe type energy. Got Mick got lost in the mix. And Tina. She got mix, Tina, yeah, Tina, Tina got lost as well, actually. Yeah, uh, for such a big personality. It's really, really notable that two like front runners going into this episode. Of, I think have fallen to the bottom of the shuffle with this performance challenge. Mm. And then Lallery's kind of like happily in the middle, if you yeah. ask me. Let's look at the runway. The runway theme this week is... La May. You stay. And we're starting off with Gottmik. Now, I got really Sasha Velour vibes here. Did you? I see what you mean, especially like her finale look. Her finale look, yeah, yes. Yeah. I think this is amazing and detailed and stunning. It was very Alexander McQueen, Plato's Atlantis to me, especially like the shape of the boots and stuff and the, the hips. Um, but also like crossed with C-3PO from Star Wars okay. with a little bit of Metropolis thrown in as well. You know what? She's being very performative on stage and I'm wondering if this is like a redemption moment. Like, hi guys, I didn't really do this much yeah. on the, the dance challenge, but this, look, this is look a, it's me. This is a stunning look. It's and amazing. She, she does an amazing Roma presentation. It's a very good representation of LeMay as well with like the shine of the fabric in the cape and everything, I yeah. think. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what I was thinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> One mind us. Now, Candy Muse walking in, looking like she's going into a pajama party or like... Well, she's got this kind of like baby doll nightwear look going on, hasn't she? So to me, it's very reminiscent of, you know, Prince's girl band in the 80s, Apollonia 6. There's one particular member, Susan, who went for a very like cutesy nightwear look. Okay. So their whole gig was like basically performing in nightwear at all times. And so she's given the cutesy lavender look yeah she just looks I, I really love her sass and her attitude here like i'm really starting to to vote for this girl now I'm warming I? up to candy yeah. an awful lot la la re you know what you know that chocolate wrapping yes. you know when you open up that like a crunchy bar especially a crunchy or like bar. a lindor just oh, like yes. yeah and you take off the wrapping i felt like she's done that and then worn it 
Well, they're Beyonce weave. Yes, Ooh. that is full on Beyonce. Ooh. I just, I this is yeah, this is lovely. It's opulent. Um, it's quite impressive actually, more than I expected from Lala. Yeah. What about Olivia? Tell me so, about her. Olivia's given me. It's a little bit vintage. It's kind of like Dorothy Dandridge in like this kind of Empire Line gown. Um, that girl knows how to paint, doesn't she? She's so I think beautiful, she's so stunning. The the dress isn't my favorite. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say, I'm not even sure it's a good like, demonstration of Lame. I'm seeing more kind of like sparkle. Um, and I'm, I'm just not 100% sure about the fit in it, of it and everything. I'm being horrible and nitpicky, but it's not my favorite so far. Okay. It's a bit basic. I thought others. it was cute. What about uh, Simone giving you million dollar baby? Absolutely. This is so, so good. It's amazing. Um, oh, she is just stunning. She's given us a fully realized character. This is what Simone does, I think. I think... She and Gottmik, you know, hopefully they'll go further than this episode, um, are just going to storm their own way and give us these amazing characters. I mean, they look, they look so... I mean, I would want to wear that. Like, this is the ultimate compliment you can get is if I say I want to wear it, and I'm saying it, I, I would love to wear it. Like, she just looks good. It, everything's just right. And when yes. it's right, it's right. When it's right, it's right. Talk to me about Tin Man. Well, that's Tina, it. the Tin Man Burner. Tina, the Tin Man Burner. Like the reference is so so clear. She is the Tin Man. She reveals her heart. Um, what I'm gonna say is like it's kind of not my favorite. I don't think to me it's the best or most expensive representation of the Tin Man. Do you think this representation is a bit rusty? <laughs> one could say. One could say. Thank you. The hilarious Paolo Vata. Because like she, it's not really that fashion forward either. It's high waisted, pa- high waisted pants with a biker jacket. Like, yeah, the day wear. Yeah. Um, I mean, but it looks good. It looks good. Mm-hmm. Now, Elliot with two T's looks like she's about to go perform the Olympics and figure very, skating. Very ice dancer, isn't it? Yes. But also to me, a bit like, you know, the Breakfast Club, you know, Molly Ringwald's character in that. Like if she went to the prom. You know what? Don't hate me. And everyone always has me to watch it, but I've never seen the Breakfast Club. Get out. Yeah. I've never seen it. I've, I've been told that I should definitely watch it, that it's good, but nah. Out of all these looks, honey, tell me which one you think is the number one. It's quite clear, actually, the Gottmik. Gottmik, yeah. With Simone a close second, because it's actually incredibly put together and so well characterized. Yes. Um, Gottmik is amazing. Her her looks, first of all, in the mini challenge was just stunning. The look here on the Mackie challenge is just perfection like we know she's going to be serving us looks at this time who's yeah. i already know the answer for you you think olivia lux gave you the least yeah unfortunately it's not that she didn't look pretty she looked really really beautiful there was just something about like maybe the quality or the i'm not saying she's not beautiful dress. but she's not looking beautiful tonight <laughs> okay it's very that my least favorite is probably tina burners okay i can get on board with that too. it's kind of like joint for me like th- it I can get on board with either of them being in the bottom of their look. Okay, now tell me, who's winning this week and who's in the bottom two? Before we get into the judges, who's going to win and who's in the bottom two? I think Gottmik's look could keep her out of the bottom. Tina, unfortunately, was not great in the challenge and was not great on the runway. So it looks like Tina's in the bottom to me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, maybe maybe they might put Lala in the bottom because we said she was kind of like low safe and her look was gorgeous, but Olivia just performed a bit better. 
I I'm trying to. This is such a really really hard decision for me. Usually it's a it's a kind of a clear cut for me who the tops and the bottoms are. Mm. There are bottoms um, because <laughs> the people who slayed the runway didn't necessarily slay the actual performance. It's very. This is the perennial conundrum. It's like how much does the runway count for? Because also Candy was one of the best in the challenge, yes. not the best on the runway. It was definitely okay. not. It was very very like. She was there. I mean, like Elliot, she turned up. She came to the party. She Elliot had a solid runway and a very, very good performance. Yeah, and it would really screw with everyone if the girl that was sent home three times ends up winning this challenge. I mean, that's classic drag race, really, isn't it? Alternatively, Simone was one of the best on the runway and kind of like top three, top four yep. in the Simone, challenge. Simone has a chance to win. Elliot has a chance to win. Uh, Olivia's runway let her down a bit. I see. I liked Olivia's runway, so I'm going to say Olivia is up there as well. If I had to choose a bottom based on today, I'm going to say Tina Burner. Unfortunately, yes, Unfortunately, I agree. Tina Burner, and I mean, Got Mixed look was so amazing. You can't put her in the bottom for that look, but like, who else would you put there? Maybe Lala Ree. I don't. Maybe Lala. Maybe Lala faded into the background a little bit, but I I just love her fun energy. Oh, this is difficult. I I can't pick. I I just think the winner is going to be Olivia. Or um, Elliot. I think it's going to be Elliot or Simone. Okay. And the bottom's going to be Tina Burner and... I don't know. Candy was... Candy really... Oh. Prob- Candy was too good in the challenge to put in the but bottom. But she forgot a lot of the choreography. Look, I think Candy's going to be in the bottom purely because we saw her s- struggle a lot. Okay. And this look isn't the best. You're more attentive to that stuff than I am. Let's have a look. I, I think there's a chance Lala could end up in the bottom. But she didn't make you want a Lala. <laughs> she didn't and that's why she can't i don't i don't know tom i don't know this is really difficult it's very hard for you yes personally as and if a it's person. hard for me god knows how these judges feel <laughs> i mean they go off what i say in this podcast rupaul is a fan of the pod she listens talk to her daily I hey know, girl I know. hey girl <laughs> let's see what they say cool so do you want to tell everyone who what actually happened well, the loser this week was no one. It's another kind of opening episode where no one goes home. For the first time in RuPaul's Drag Race history. In season 13. <laughs> yeah. No one goes home. No one goes home. <laughs> exactly. But the two tops this yes. week is Simone and Olivia. Yes. So you were right and well, we I was right. Of, yeah, I said Olivia right. had star power, star mm. quality. You I just, said that Simone had something about her, yeah. and I think that our powers combined... Um, Made equal- Captain Planet, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is now RuPaul's Drag Race again, 2.0. <laughs> now, they had to lip-sync. They, they had did. to lip-sync to actually decide who the winner was. Now, yes. tell me about the lip-sync. I'm gonna, I'll go first. There's something about the way that... <laughs> so, like, so tell me about the lip sync. I'm going to go first. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite color? My favorite color is... <laughs> um, the lip sync. Simone has this way of performing that is just so endearing and yeah. just so like it just makes you smile and if, even though it's not like splits backflips shablams and all of that mm-hmm. um she just has a way of of capturing you and it's in, it's in the the style that she performs it's in 
the things that she does with her face. It's the way that she enjoys herself on stage. It's just it's so enjoying seeing someone be so comfortable and happy Rue, in a performance. Rue spelt it out in the critiques and let it be known she has been anointed for Rue said she has star quality. And Rue looked upon her in a kind and beatific way. And that's when we knew that Simone will be in the top three. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, so this just in, Simone is in the top four. And I'm, I will wager she will deserve it as well. Um, so this is fab. Exact, I, I have nothing to add to what you said. She's just got star quality. Olivia was fun. She was kind of like more theatrical. Mm. Um, she, she didn't have like the ease that Simone had. I don't have any other way of saying it other than that. She looked like she was working harder. I just, while well, she was doing more. Yeah. I think... I felt like she felt like she needed to do more with the song, didn't she? Still she a fun to, and lovely performer. She decided to go campy. She's very, very good. I think she would be great on Broadway. Oh, yeah. Um, very I think that. that she's very expressive, and I think that's going to work really, really well for her for any kind of performance on stage. Yes. I mean, they said it herself. There's something about she She does have presence, and it, let it be known that she does. Mm-hmm. But in this lip sync... It was it was star power against star power. It really and was. It was just it was a delight to watch. Really fun, really lovely. And it must be so comfortable. Like it's a different vibe from lip syncing for your life, eh? It's like it's the difference between lip syncing for eviction <laughs> as opposed to lip syncing for your rent. Like they were just lip syncing for their rent. <laughs> they were not getting evicted. No one was getting home. No, no, no notices on the door here. So that was really, really nice to watch. Do you yes. know what it, the winner was? Simone. I agree. We both agreed that Simone was the winner. It was really, really nice to see that previously in the workroom, the girls are talking about who would you send home first? And they all agreed they'll send home the biggest threat. And the people who were coming up as the biggest threat was Tina Burner and Gottmik and Olivia Lux and... Simone, their names weren't mentioned as threats. Simone made me laugh because she said it quite quietly. It wasn't like highlights, but she went, when Olivia was like, oh, so none of you see me as a threat. And Simone went, you mean nothing to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's such fun. (laughs) And then them two are the ones who are at the top. Now, this actually shakes things up a bit, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? Because now they got, and now they have an idea of where they stand against each other. Because prior to this, they only knew how they went against the losing queens. Mm -hmm. So they all thought that they were winners. Emerging from this episode, we're seeing the winner of the winners. Everyone, everyone now gets to, uh, gets a sense of what everyone's fashions like. Everyone yeah. now gets a sense of that performance element because they've just done they've done mm-hmm. both. So this is going to change everything around. You would have assumed a performance challenge. Tina Burner to be at the top of the list. Now, the, the judges did praise her for being great and she's living up to um, the legend that she is, her reputation. To be honest, I didn't see I, I didn't, didn't see, see that. I but then again, we either. only see chip chops of what the editing gives us. And so maybe there was moments where she was amazing. I didn't see it. They did give Gottmik a bit of a critique on her performance, but loved her fashion. And Candy, as you very rightly pointed out, got lost during the choreography yeah. which I didn't spot because I just don't see those things as well as you do um, I got the vibe that the bottom two had there been a bottom two would have been got making candy muse well we need to go seek out untucked really don't we yeah, yeah. but I, I got the vibe that that was it 
Um, yes. Compared to the other the other queens, Candy and Got Mick got harsh critiques. I didn't feel in my heart like anyone was going home this week, and I knew it. Neither did the I because the critiques were a bit too positive. They were too positive. It was, it was RuPaul's best friend race. Yeah. This was RuPaul's best friend race, season yes. thirteen, episode two. Absolutely. Now, what do you think about? Who do you think now that you've seen everyone perform? Who are the top runners? Well, I just think Simone's got such amazing star quality. I. I don't think this is Tina's week, but I just think she's going to excel in so many other challenges. I think Olivia's a bit of a dark horse. I think she's multi-talented and she's been overlooked so far. I think Gottmik is going to be the runway girl of the season. Absolutely. You're going to eat her up and every single runway. Devour her. She, all the looks that she served this episode were stunning. But it was a great episode. The girls did so well, all of them. Um, but next week, next week... We have what we expected. The other six girls are going to be doing a similar girl group but they're basically, challenge. No, they're basically going to do this episode, aren't they? They're going to do yeah. a runway challenge, I bet you. A runway challenge, and they're going to do a performance. The difference is there is going to be someone going home. But for, first of all, this is episode three. Someone has to go home. Do we know someone is going home, though? Because last last season they had two episodes where no one went home. Well, it's, episode... it's like they're, they're bringing it out further. So they've got like the preliminary introductory episode, then the two opening episodes where nobody goes home, and then the real competition begins. I, I really don't know, but like it's episode three next week. Someone needs to go home by now. Like, let's let's be real, okay? Let's... And they're going to be performing Phenomenon. I mean, they are mere stupido if there's no one going home again next week. Seriously, cut it out. I'm 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 going to say it now. I don't think anyone's going home next week. <laughs> I just don't think so. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to RSVP as pending? Pending. Pending. All right. Well, that's it. This is this is episode. This is episode. This is season 13, episode two. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think? Let us sound off in the comments below. <laughs> Check <laughs> us out on our social media, guys. Twitter yeah. and Instagram, Spill the GNT Tom, podcast. Tom just being a Instagram mogul with his tw- 20 followers. Tom, you are amazing. Girls. I'm having chats with the UK <laughs> Drag Race girls this season. 13 girls are liking the post it's wonderful yeah so follow us on twitter or yeah. follow us on the instagram or both or both or both <laughs> tell a friend about us leave a review whatever but um thank you for listening to spilling the gnt podcast this week we'll see you guys next week this is polo and dr tom we'll see you then bye lots of love guys see you soon <laughs>